Hi, welcome to Coffee with the Sarles. I'm Karen. I'm Kelly. And today we are talking about our evening with medium events. Yes. So it's one of my favorite things. Like, <laughs> I feel like you're exacerbated I'd, talking about I it. I would rather <laughs> go and channel with you than go to a concert. <gasps> even and Reba? I, even Reba McIntyre and I okay. love Reba. <laughs> Um, no, they're fun. They're fun because you and yeah. I sit down in front of a group of people and we channel for people who show up and typically we see the same things, mm-hmm. talk to the same people. Well, see, this is what was really interesting for me is the fact that you and I, I thought when I first asked you to come and do this with me, that I would get certain people. So if Joni shows up, I would get Joni's mom. But then if Barb showed up, you'd get Barb's dad. I didn't realize when I asked you to do this that we were going to sit down and get the same person at the same time for each person. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't think I thought that either. Um, But when I think back to when all of our gifts started uh, opening up or we started using them, um, we were in two different cities seeing the same thing. So why wouldn't it happen that way? Yeah, I know. And I don't know. Maybe that's my lack of ability to think (laughs) in the left brain. It shocked both of us, apparently. It did. And and I I so can recall um, sitting beside you and I would hit you and I know you get the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I know this is going to be frustrating because we want to say the same things too. Like exactly in in the events. (laughs) Yeah. But that you would be channeling someone, a deceased person, and you would just go to say what they were, what I could hear and that I wanted to say and how you would even say sometimes that's frustrating. Oh because yeah. We come out of work. We've come, sorry, I'm going to call them a workshop just for lack of a better word. Um, we come out of the workshops and I'd say, Oh, I feel like you got more than me. And you'd say, Oh, I feel like you got more than me. And we, you stepped in and said things when, when I was just starting to get the information <laughs> And it was like, it was kind of a race for the two of us to who was going to get it out first. And I think that was hard at the beginning Um, and still can be hard in that we have to be so patient because we're getting the messages from those on the other side and we're both feeling, I'll say sometimes the anxiety. Yeah. It isn't just excitement. Mm -hmm. At least it isn't for me. It isn't always that I feel so excited to give a message, but there's an urgency. Sometimes there's... um, a a high level of stress involved in giving it. Mm. And sometimes I'm relieved that you're giving it, not me. Or I feel so good to hear you say, oh, he says he didn't commit suicide. And everybody says he did. And know that I've backed, that I can back you up. Yeah. Because the family might be sitting there saying, oh, she's a liar because that's what the police told us he did. Well, or she sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She sucks. She's no good. She's lying. She's a fraud. Whatever. I don't know. There's a list of things people want to throw on our plate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. That's why I eat Nutella. <laughs> right now. <Yeah. laughs> She's licking the spoon. Okay. So it made me so happy in two ways. One, that when you would get the information that I could say that I saw the same thing or that I could add to it Mm. so that there was so much affirmations and evidence that it was irrefutable 
or that you would be doing it for me. Yeah. Because I would be sitting there and I might say, oh, you're here for a missing person. And they say that they're still alive or that they're dead. And the family doesn't want to believe they're dead. They want to believe that they're alive. Mm -hmm. And that you would get, and I would look at you and you'd go, no, I get dead too. Mm -hmm. And how important it was, especially for the, I'll call them the higher stress messages Mm -hmm. in levels of giving a message that I knew that you were getting the same thing as me. Yeah. Kind of instills a little bit of confidence in you when you know the other person can affirm it. Yes. Uh, Confidence. And, and I'll say, and I know this all comes under confidence, but the ability also to let the message go at the end of the evening so that you don't come home and think that were you right, were you wrong, especially if it's not something that can be affirmed immediately. Because let's face it, sometimes people can't affirm because there is no information and they don't know. And some people withhold purposely, Yep. Uh, which sounds really mean. Oh, I hate that. Uh, Yes. But we've both been there where people have withheld information to make us look bad. But we've also been there. Yes. Okay. Sorry. You're right. I'm not going to take that away from you. That has been a situation. We've also been in situations where they've withheld from us because they haven't want to upset the person they came in with. Yes. So it hasn't necessarily been about us or our gifts or Mm -hmm. the accuracy. Mm -hmm. It's been that they didn't want to tick off the sister they walked in with. Mm -hmm. And I find that interesting because I picked one that happened to me and you picked one that happened to you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they they stay with you. (laughs) Well, they sure do. Yeah. 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 It's important to learn. Anyway, let's keep going. So can like back it up. I just want to, I want to think about or go into, um, the days before even oh. these evenings, because I think it's really cool how how you can how both of us can feel mm-hmm. for days before. Yeah, and actually, what I find really interesting because now we're actually really being asked to think about it is in the middle of the events or just at the end of them, people are leaving, and they, especially if it's been their first time, they'll say, um, "Aren't you exhausted? Isn't this just exhausting?" And at that point either whether it's in the middle or at the end, you and I are kind of on that high of delivering the messages or just Mm -hmm. having having delivered them and getting all of our affirmations. Um, And so it feels anything but exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're usually like, no, it's great. It's not our energy. It's, you know, it's just the other side. We're we're going to Boston pizza. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we're celebrating. But in actuality, like your your question is uh, kind of leading us into talking about is how exhausting it is leading up to the to the event itself and how we dream about all of the energies that are coming through and we see them in the treatments. And that can also kind of confound some of the treatments before um, the mm-hmm. events, right? Because mm-hmm. we'll say to that person who's in our treatment room, is your mother, the, like, does she look like this? Does she talk like this? And they're like, mm, that's not her. And we have to say, okay, I think that's for someone later tonight at the, at the, the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... That's frustrating, mm-hmm. but they're just those those people are so are eager to come through mm-hmm. and, and be heard. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot. I'll say it's it's almost like extra work. Yeah, and, and I think like when you're talking about how they're so eager to come through, um, the the deceased people, in that they'll show up in treatments, they'll show up at the restaurant, they'll show up at Tim Horton. Make sure you don't miss me. <laughs> as we're going to get the coffee before we go for the evening they'll show up in the car or in the dreams in the dreams the night for two or three nights before at least 
um, and that we'll get up in the morning and have to, de- we call it debriefing. Yep. Sorry, uh, just a really vivid thing oh, came go. back. Well, okay, so back a couple years ago, I was working at Scotiabank in Northgate Square. Oh, Kelly. And I was driving myself into work that morning. I started work for 8.30, so there's no one in the parking lot, and I drove through the mall, so through the mall, uh, or the Walmart parking lot, and I was coming around a corner, uh, kind of on that straightway from just where Parker's Independent is toward um, the bank, so I'm on the straightaway, and this, I guess, black truck was driving through the Walmart parking lot, so perpendicular to me. And I thought for sure he's going to stop. I'm this little black car. There's no one else in the parking lot. Of course he sees me. And he stopped and then continued to pull out in front of me and nearly sideswipe me. I had to I had to turn my wheel to the right and went up onto a curb oh, yeah. and slam on my brakes and my horn. He didn't seem to stop or notice me at all. He kept going, blew through the stop sign. And I I had sat back and sort of been trying to shake that off. Uh, and when I looked up, there was no vehicle. And so I am just feeling effed in the head at that point because um, I'm thinking, did that happen? Did that actually happen? Uh, was there, I'm looking around if anyone saw and is as upset as I am. Um, and then telling you about it later, about all of the emotions that I had felt um, about a guy that I was seeing at the time thinking, this guy's going to sideswipe me and kill me. I just sorted everything out in my life. Things are just going, uh, starting to go well. I need more time. And figuring out if I was supposed to let those feelings go or what it was all about. And then later on that night, we had our, our evening with mediums event. And I just said, for some reason, I started talking about my own experience. Um, I said, did someone, um, pass in a car accident? And I explained the whole situation. And and that person had said, yes, my, was it a brother who died in a motorcycle accident? Mm hmm where they had essentially been in my position where my car was and another vehicle had done the same thing. He had to sw- or swerve to the right and ended up crossing a median, um, much the same way I ended up on a median in a parking lot. Um, but yeah, it was my own experience in order to channel someone else's, mm-hmm. someone else's reality. How so, many times has that happened to us? Oh God. And too many times in the car. If yeah. you see our little Honda Civic, just just get in the other lane. <laughs> should we give them our license plate? <laughs> we should have a, you know those baby on board signs? We should have like a two mediums, maybe not fully on board. <laughs> here, but not really here. Oh my God. Kelly, the <laughs> ring, my ring. Yeah. Can yeah. I tell that? Oh, one? yeah, please do. And please help me mm-hmm. always because, you know, my, my memory is 10 times worse. Uh, we were going to an evening and be at uh, seven o'clock at night and around five o'clock, I think it was, we were in the mall mm-hmm. and you and I were going through. We went into one of the jewelry stores. Kelly was looking at jewelry and I decided to go get coffee, then come back. And she was still being educated about jewelry because Kelly likes to be educated. Yeah, they also rope you in. Let's be clear about this. Okay, but... I wasn't that interested in rings. Oh, okay. And so the um, sales associate asked me if I'd like to look at something, and I wasn't interested. But all of a sudden, I'm looking at all of these earrings, and I'm not blaming her. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming her. And then I heard, it's a ring. And I thought, huh? And I heard, it's a ring. <clears throat> and it has a black stone. That's all I knew. And so some spirit was telling me about a black ring. 
So I asked her if I could see rings. And as soon as she took out the little package of, you know, or tray of rings, there was this silver ring. I'm, and now it's the black stone, circular shaped. And I said, that's it. And I remember putting it on my finger, wanting it to go on my middle finger, and it could only go on the ring finger or the second finger, whatever you call it, uh, second smallest. And um, she asked me if I wanted to get a resizing package, which is more money. And I freaking bought that because I thought I had to have it resized for my third finger. So here I am with a ring and a, and a program. A program or wow. a package like of extra money that I can go back and have my ring resized. <laughs> Impulse buy. Oh, totally. Um, but because I've got a spirit telling me that I've got to buy this ring and it's a black and blah, blah, blah. So then we went home. We got something to eat. We got our stuff. We got into the car and I'm supposed to go right to go onto the highway. Remember? Yeah. And I went two lanes left to go left onto the highway to go out of the city to go out of the city so instead of going to the workshop i'm taking kelly out towards ottawa <laughs> i wasn't upset about it <laughs> toronto down down our highway here and um but in the when i was going to change lanes i thought that there was a white van beside the car and that i was going to sideswipe the van so i pulled far hard left into the turning left lane yes she did and you were like, what are you doing? And I was sitting there going, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I don't know how come I'm going left. Um, and you said, are you out of your body? <laughs> this probably isn't the best story to say to people. No one's going to insure us. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm out of my body. I think I have to pull over. <laughs> So we went through the mall parking lot and then we went to the event to the event. And at some point during the evening, and it was well into the evening, Mm -hmm. wasn't it the beginning even? And all of a sudden I I jumped up and I said to some lady at the very back of the room, I have to show you my ring. Is this correct? (laughs) Is this how it happened? I have to show you my ring. everybody's starting to laugh because it makes no sense I just I impulsively had to show her the ring so anyway make a long story short um she was able to show me that she was wearing the very same ring as me and that the spirit that told me to buy the ring was her sister was that right Kelly yeah and her sister had actually um given her the ring given her the ring and also she ended up mocking herself because she had such gaudy jewelry. Oh, yeah. She had very, like, big bling kind of um, jewelry. But she had given her sister this black ring. And so this, when I'm holding up my ring and she's showing me the ring on her mm-hmm. finger, mm-hmm. it's on her middle finger, which is the one that I wanted to put my my ring on. That you're going to get it resized but I was, for. That I'm buying a package to get it resized for. And I'm wearing it on the ring finger. And so it made, now it makes sense why I want, I have to resize it. And it makes sense why I had to buy the ring. And then what was there? there? Oh, and then I said to her, well, hold up. Did your sister die in a car accident where she got sideswiped by a, this, a white van? And I can't remember, Kelly, if it, she got yep. hit by the white van or if she was driving the white van. I don't recall. Um, and the answer was yes. 
Yeah, it was just, it was too eerily close to what we had experienced. So it was everything about going left instead of going right, and how I described everything I went through in the car on the way to the evening was everything her sister went through when she died in the accident. Mm -hmm. And I was wearing, and I now still own currently, and I'm wearing today, her ring. That message cost you $90. It did. <laughs> Plus a warranty. And she paid 60 for the workshop for the <laughs> evening. So I ended up <laughs> paying $30 to the spirit world to give that message. Yeah. Oh, and there's my life. Yeah, and funny. yours. Uh, and I, I, you know what, Kelly? I just think it's really cool to, to, to chat about it. Mm -hmm. Because it just makes me love you more. Yeah, same. I, I, I just because of the process that we go through. Yeah, I just when I when I sit here and I hear what you went through that day in that parking lot, and then I I know the fear that you feel when you had to hit that bank. Yeah, and that you have to then walk into the bank to go to work and put in your day of work for a very human day. Yeah, yeah, for your the employer that and and for all the clients that you had to see until you could come home and share that that you have to keep that all within. Yeah. And that um when I go through that and I'm making a left-hand turn instead of a right turn and you're saying what are you doing that you're not saying it with anger, you're not telling me that I'm an idiot, you're not uh thinking that I'm crazy, you're not telling me I should go to a psych hospital or or leaving me. Mm -hmm. Leaving me because of who I am. You're just saying, what are you doing? Giving me an opportunity to say, I don't know. And that I'm allowed to not know. Yeah. That I'm Thank allowed. You. Yeah. That I'm allowed to not know. And I hold on to that for, for my, like my, my life. Because it plays out over and over again, all day, every day for me, that I constantly do those things. And not everybody is as kind or as loving as you to say, what are you doing with, with the, the love part and allowing me to say, I don't know without criticizing me or telling me what I should be doing. And that's the number one thing, because I find most people want to tell me all those fixers out there want to tell me what I should be thinking or doing. I did tell I did tell you to turn right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I, I appreciate that. And I, yeah, I know how big that is. It's huge because so many people do that and it whittles away at my confidence and my self-love. And so it's a constant battle. It's a constant space for me to just be able to trust that if I'm doing something that's absolutely horrible and say Andrew's in the car or a friend is in the car or I'm on a boat or whatever it is in life, I'm in the middle of the mall and I'm doing something or the grocery store that in even and particularly when it is doing the wrong thing mm -hmm. when it is going left instead of right when it is being late when it is saying the wrong what people think is the wrong thing that this what we're talking about right now brings it right back to the fact that it's like we're always in a constant state of channeling something and people think we always know what it is mm -hmm. and yeah that's true they always think we should know what it is in that moment don't we get it don't you know, aren't you the psychic? Aren't you the, and it's so mean. It's so ignorant and rude and un, uninformed. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also just, not just uninformed and kind, but it's uninformed and mean. Mm -hmm. And what, you, what you've done there is bring back the love component of when people are using their intuition and their gifts and what that can do for that. 
person to love themselves again. And sometimes I just think we don't understand why people don't feel loved. And that's part of why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And I know uh, at least once every every event that we go to, someone will ask the question, are you two married? <laughs> oh, that came out wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Um, wow. Well, it's true though. <laughs> well, we have been asked that too, but um, no, like, do we have partners? And I think that's a, that's a really huge question for both of us in, in what you just touched on, because not too many people would have that patience or that, um, yeah, I'll say patience. I was going to say understanding, but you, sometimes, yeah, I, I don't necessarily understand what's happening for you, but there is still the level of patience of it's okay. We'll work it out together. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll understand it at some point and communicate it. And it's always the default for me that you go to that aspect instead of the default of jumping down my neck. Right. And that I have to defend. Mm-hmm. And that for, for 49 or 50 years, I've had to live in the defend mode first mm-hmm. and quite often never got to the space of ever being able to explain or figure out ever. Mm-hmm. But now that I get to live in the space of I don't have to defend, that it's open and that I'm allowed to figure it out in time. Mm-hmm. And that this is one of the best things is that I get to even say things that are really challenging, even to the people we love the most and know that we have to be patient enough that it's going to come through in time. Why, why we said it or why we did it or didn't do it or didn't say it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. So what else, what else about these events that are, uh, that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it kind of has to float a little bit. How do you, so, okay, so let's talk about the debriefing afterwards, because I know that looks different for us, no matter how many times we've done this. Oftentimes we go out for food. Um, Kelly, do you remember the time, sorry, when we were going to, we had the GoPro in the car, because we thought we were going to tape a TV show. Yeah. And uh, we were going to Twigs to pick up on our way to the mother house to do an evening with mediums. And there were all the dads in the car, all the men. And when I got to the workshop, I said I was doing a whole bunch of men. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's so typical of you. And how my words will spill out of my mouth with, with, um, I'll say with such accuracy. um, But inappropriate. It is so inappropriate. (laughs) I think I've adopted some of that. Yes, you have. And I want to say that, that I get to love that part of you, um, and I know it's also a part of me, so I, in a kind way, I get to love that part of me too. Yeah, what's being mirrored. Yes, and that when other people think it's ignorant or rude or stupid, again, I'm using the word stupid because I hear it a lot. A lot yeah. of people think of, of this is stupid, mm-hmm. that I get to put it in a different context um, and be able to, I laugh and giggle at all of this, but I know that other people don't. Yeah, it's true, but I, I don't know if you can agree, but what I've noticed is mainly our clients or the people who are showing up at the, the events do laugh. Yes. And do get such a kick out of the way that we interact or the way that we word things, uh, no matter how inappropriate they are, Yeah. Um, versus the people who, I'll say, are just randoms or acquaintances. Mm-hmm. They seem to be more turned off Okay. Um, by that. Hmm. I was going to ask you about being animated. (laughs) I don't know what you mean. Um, and, and I think, 
you know, like, I, I guess I struggled with that a lot because people would see our evenings as entertaining and hire us as entertainment. Try to. Try to. They we would never did that. They would want to hire us as entertainment. Right. And I would say this isn't entertainment, it's healing. But so much of the evening is entertaining. Yes. But that's not the intention. And I think that's where people get confused. Yes. The messages themselves are done in a in a with the intention to help people heal, move yeah. forward, um, whether it's closure or whatever they need. But I think the entertainment comes from you and I. Yes. Uh, in the way that we word things, but also in the way that we work together. Yeah. Um, so, for example, one of the gifts being the way that we smell things that aren't currently kind of in our reality. So. The Hamptons a very clean, beautiful place, but all of a sudden you start sniffing like a freaking dog, <laughs> and it's like, and you're just you're whiffing cigarette smoke, and mm-hmm. I think people always get a kick out of that. Kelly, remember when we were at the Voyager Inn, and I screamed oh. fire? Yeah, we had thirty people oh in the God. room, and. I could smell fire. Like you were channeling something for somebody and I just started yelling fire mm-hmm. and I could smell fire burning. Um, but not like a normal fire, but like a house being on fire. Yeah. And um, the woman in the middle of the room, the one I was scared of, <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah, oh my God, I, I better not channel any information <laughs> for yeah. her. I was so afraid of her and she ended up being the most kind, beautiful person. Um, but she was, uh, uh, I'll say a larger lady, probably around 70 years old, but that was her face. She just looked so stern and angry and like, don't mess with me. But underneath all of that, of course, was a lot of uh, sadness and nervousness. Mm-hmm. But I remember it was her husband that came through and he had died in a house fire. Yeah. And, um, hence the reason I'm screaming fire. And feeling like I wanted, I, I don't remember if I jumped up. I don't remember oh, you, this. Oh, yes, you did. I yeah. did jump you up? You jumped up. You yelled fire. I had, uh, I think I had to clarify that there wasn't actually one in the building. Oh. Um, and that you had just been seeing it and that you were channeling it. Um, but a lot of your animation came through. I, but you know what? Like, I think there's so many different kinds of animation. Wait, because can I keep, can I yeah. keep going with that Sorry. one? I remember him wanting to come through and talk to her about how he loved her and her body. Uh-huh. And that, like, for me, she was, she was a very obese woman. Mm-hmm. And I'll say easily 100 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. And um, that he wanted her to know that he loved her and that he loved her body. And I remember grabbing my breasts and rubbing oh. my breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, oh, I remember how I could feel all of his feelings. Like, he just really wanted to grab her breasts and really rub those babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was... Which, and, and she confirmed, because when yes. you said, he loves your body, he he just wants to touch you, she said flat out... He loved um, her breasts. He always wanted to be touching her. And and I re- clearly remember each of her breasts was like the size of my hips. Oh, my God. And, and they... <laughs> That, no, this is important. No, I know. It's relevant. Yes, it's, just... it's relevant. And I remember, this gets better, people. Um, I remember touching my breasts and going over to her and sitting, climbing and sitting okay. on her knee. With permission. Oh, let's let's oh, okay. clarify. Okay, with permission. I went over and sat on her knee and hugged her because he wanted to hug her. Yeah. 
And I was holding on to her for dear life <laughs> and put my head on her shoulder. Yeah. And she just hugged me. She yeah. just, it was so beautiful and so much love. And I could feel all the love inside my heart and in every cell of my body that he wanted to share with her again and that he wanted her to feel him. He, she, he wanted her to feel how much he loved her and that I got to use my body to be able to hug her for him mm -hmm. and how honored I felt to be able to do that, to be able to feel the feelings and to allow myself to be used in that way. And that's all I was going to say about the different kinds of animation because sniffing and smelling, you know, the different scents in the room versus getting up with the other side's excitement. Yes. Um, to convey all of that, their excitement um, to the humans is, it looks very different, but it's equally as entertaining and equally as, as fun for, for us. And he... I, I just remember her affirmations and everything about his life and his character and the thing and, and how there being, I remember at one point there being a lot of giggles in the room uh, about what I had done and um, the actions I'll say. And the fact that uh, he kept emphasizing that he loved her body and her breasts and that you had said to everybody who like all yeah. the people that were laughing at the message, um, Hey, 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 um, how many of you here have been ashamed of your own body? How many of you have not loved your own form? Some piece of you, maybe not a breast, but a leg or cellulite or your eyelids or your hair or whatever it is about your fingernails or whatever it is about yourself, your gut um, and your spouse, your partner or somebody else's love that part of you, but that you withhold the love or the physical affection the intimacy because of the way you feel about yourself as yeah. opposed to just letting them show you that they love that part of you and how important that message was. And it wouldn't have been the same kind of a message had I sat in my chair nice poised. and properly and poised and all in my, you know, my stuff and just said, yes, your husband says he likes you mm. and, and, or yes, he likes your body parts. No, the, an the animation is, is, I'll say 50% of the message. Yeah. And, and that we, that I guess too, Kel, just the fact that of how much you and I use the senses, all, all of that, and how important it is that we are that open in using these gifts that we use all six and that we don't think it's okay just to be a clairvoyant where, yeah, where, and, where and it's safe to say, I see it as opposed to, <clears throat> I feel it. Pardon me. Yeah. Or I smell it and take the risk of getting the smell wrong or take the risk of getting the taste wrong. It's not peppermint candy, it's butterscotch. Mm -hmm. But that you have to be that specific to say the difference between a butterscotch and a peppermint because everybody knows that difference. Mm -hmm. You good? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, w I had wanted to talk about um, debriefing because we originally started talking about the evenings themselves. Um, and people asking about how, whether it was exhausting or how we felt about them. So, uh, when you and I debrief afterwards, can we just kind of talk about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, as in you're just going to listen? Well, no, I immediately went to the one workshop where you had a boyfriend and we didn't get to debrief afterwards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm still sorry. Okay. 
<laughs> and how hard that was that no, night. But that the very next morning you were like, I will never do that again. <laughs> I will never make a date after or after one of our evenings because of how hard it is um, not to have somebody to talk to. Okay, go ahead. No, so, no you're right. Ah. That's actually a really good point because that is part of the debriefing. And I think it's funny. We always talk about how you and I play uh, very different roles in each other's lives and how we step in and out of the different roles as needed. And I, we, we went in from being co-workers that evening to me running out and being the daughter afterwards mm-hmm. who did her own thing, had her own life. <laughs> and then next thing in, or ne- first thing next morning, going into having a business conversation with each other saying, okay, from now on, this is how we need to deal. This is how we need to debrief. This is what happens after the workshop to cons- like to kind of be considering that we're still working mm-hmm. um, so that you and I are okay because mm-hmm. we were not okay. Well, and I think part of that, like as your mom, of course, like I'm thinking of my own needs, but I'm also thinking of your needs too. So yeah, ha- because we just both experienced the same thing. Yes. And my concern when I know you're, you're off, I'll say just living your life, doing your, your thing, whether it's a date, whatever it is, whatever that you're doing, that I know that you're still trying to process something and that you're not done, Mm -hmm. but that you're stepping into, but now I got to be a 25 year old or whatever. And I got to get out there and I'm going out on a date or I'm going out with my friends. Yeah. It's very different headspace. Yes. And yeah. thinking, okay, but I know she's not okay, but there's nothing I can do. So I've got to wait for her to figure it out. Yeah. And I mean, the, the guy I was with at the time, he was, I'll say very understanding of what we did. Oh, yes. Um, very intrigued by it, asked a yes. lot of great questions. So there was an opportunity for me to debrief in a, in a sense, um, because he had wanted to hear all about it. Um, but not the same way when you haven't experienced it yourself. Where if I had questions or doubts that I could, again, what we talked about, seeing the same thing and be able to affirm and have that confidence instilled back in, in both of us. And why is that? Because if you don't get that, how do you feel? Uh, drained. You feel like you're not good at your job. You can have 10. You? You feel that way? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I can have, you know, an hour and 40 minutes of something that that went very well and that 15 minutes at the end... Um, where someone withheld something and that's the thing that sticks in my memory where I think I'm not good at my job, um, where the other people just people pleasing me, where they answering honestly, right? You start to question your, your whole night. Uh, but when we can sit together and say, no, no, I saw the same thing. I got the same information. Then you, you have that peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what, maybe it's fair to say too, that, we don't sit there and just say, no, you did fine. And people please each other. We will sit there and say, no, you actually got this one piece wrong. This is the part that you were missing. And this is how it tied together. Right. So we actually Mm -hmm. fill in the blanks for each other too. Mm -hmm. uh, When one of us doesn't get it a hundred percent right. And that's obviously just as important. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you pointed out that that's the way I feel. Do you not feel that way? No, it's just the way you word it. You were wording it. You said you when you. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So then I just thought, no, I wasn't following it. It okay. just made it easier. That was that my it, stuff, not yours. Yeah. Okay. You've been at this longer than me. <laughs> I'm just going to point out your age in every podcast. Apparently. <laughs> You're 53. <laughs> it is 2015. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> 
Everyone's going to know my ages angle. <laughs> oh, too funny. Yeah. No, the, de- the debriefing is, is important. And I know, like I said, you and I usually go out to a Boston pizza or out to one of the restaurants nearby afterwards and sort of sit, take some deep breaths and, and talk about what went well. Um, and we do. We talk about what frustrated us as well. Um, but kind of recapping the messages because some of them are so, so heavy and so hard. And it's not just that we're hearing them. We're also feeling them too. So mm-hmm. we, I mean, how many times have you and I had to shake an aneurysm mm-hmm. or, or shake a heart attack mm-hmm. or a drowning um, and been just utterly exhausted after having felt all of those, those things? Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Um, I want to say, I wanted to talk a little bit about how cool I think it is that I get to see what you see coming out of the top of your head. Oh, neat. Okay. I need nose drops. Can you talk about that while I run and and get my addict filled? (laughs) Your addiction. Yeah, my addiction. Sorry. (laughs) I can't think straight. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk about that? I'm just going to run and grab them. Yeah. Okay. For sure. that mic. Okay. So, um, when we were when we were doing the workshops at the very beginning, um, we were at St. Joseph's mother house in North Bay, which is a beautiful place on the lake. And, um, I don't know what relevance that was other than that nature's all around and beautiful, like Nipissing. But, um, I would look over at Kelly and quite often see the lake behind her as we were channeling for people. But one time I went to turn around and look and once again thought I was going to see the lake and instead I could see things coming out the top of her head and swirling at the top of the head. And in that space, almost like a little vortex, like a little, you know, yeah, I guess like a little spinning top, I could see um, significant things like a baseball and bat. Or, and then Kelly would say, oh, and did your brother play baseball? And then the woman, the person she's channeling for would say yes. And I would think, oh, my God, I just saw the baseball and the bat. And if he was the catcher, then she'd say, oh, was he the catcher? Because I could just see the mitts and the the position or whatever. And I just, I remember being so excited that I could see what was on the top of, coming out of the top part of your head. And how the, like, is this the way the universe gives the messages to the brain? Like if there was a neurologist listening to this or a psychologist or somebody or a metaphysician, would they say there's a vortex at the top of your head? And um, is, is how does the left brain and the right brain process all of this? Like, you know, like all in the terms of, of medicine and science. And of course, I find that interesting because I, I, I love the scientific part. But there's the two-year-old in me that is just like, that is cool. <laughs> just two years old, and that's cool shit. <laughs> and I don't need to know the left and the right side of the brain, and I don't give a rat's ass so long as the information is correct, that the baseball and the bat and the pitcher's mitt, and that he's the umpire, the bat catcher, is all accurate. And, and, and that the joy that I feel in seeing that I can see, is it, do I see your thoughts? Do I see messages from the universe? Do I see, do I smell, do I taste? How do I get all of that in the space of if I don't have to have, I'll say technical answers, can I just enjoy it? Mm -hmm. And if it's accurate, can that be enough? Yeah. 
And, and maybe even too, just how are you watching me interpret all of the messages I'm getting and, and watching the process and how I come to understand them? Well, yeah, because you could see a baseball and a bat and a glove and um, umpire stuff and it could mean something different to you other than what you said. Yeah. And if you throw out other combinations, you know, if I, if I throw out a doctor and I see a doctor standing above your head, the white coat or something, does that mean doctor to you? Or does that mean scientist? Because your aunt Allison is a scientist. Yeah, we all or, have a different reference. System. Yes. So like, I, I also think it's so cool in how I get to, again, I, I guess I'm always going to be able to go back to the fact that you're my daughter. And you're still a two year old at heart. And I'm still a two year old. <laughs> and then I get to just absolutely be a two year old with my daughter, and not have to be mom. Mm hmm that I get to just be in an absolutely really different space of loving you than just what a mom's role would be. Mm -hmm. But that I get to love you as, as what? As a playmate? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you in my sandbox? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, are we just in the same cool sandbox? Like, and, and I think, is that what love is? Is that what couples are trying to find when they fall in love? Are we trying to find the same sandbox? Are we trying to see the same thing and be able to know how to interpret it? Like, I just, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's, I'll call it love and then leave it at that. But the rest of it is always something that flitters around when I'm paddle boarding. Like, those, those thoughts. You're hilarious. I know it's random, but oh, I'm totally. Oh my God, you're so random. I, it is, but thank God I'm random. Mm -hmm. And because w without me being random, how do you put any of this in a computer database? Mm -hmm. If if a computer technician is listening to this, or a surgeon, or uh, a strategist for the government, or for the uh, for an army, they would look at me and go, "That's a shit show," and they might want to send me off into the far regions of the earth so that they can organize their stuff and succeed. And yet, in some aspect, I might be the very person that they need because of that randomness. Mm -hmm. is totally what it allows you to see what it, what it allows me to see hear feel know and be mm -hmm. i just think it's freaking awesome mm -hmm. cool <laughs> yeah was there anything else about the events that you wanted to talk about yeah i wondered how you felt about world <clears throat> events i know i've had world events too and that they've come through at the evenings and that so, and I don't know if that, like, that can be a whole other show, Kelly. I know that that world events are, you know, something that is just a huge topic. Well, let's let it be then. Okay. Let's let it be a whole other discussion. Okay. Because I think uh, that's a whole other, um, I'll say gamut of emotions too. Yeah. As opposed to just being in a room with people that you're directly connecting to. Okay. I just, and then we can talk about it, how it plays into the evenings and all mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff. Cause this is complicated and it, all these shows will interweave. Yeah. Okay. It's all good enough. Okay. Anything else? No, I'm good. All right then. I can breathe now. I'm good. Okay. You got your ultra vintage. My, my nose drops. All right. Thank Bye you for, for now. listening. <laughs>